0: 436 let's uh, go straight to wellness corner talking about supporting young mothers to be to finish school according to the department of basic education one in three girls aged 10 and 19 years fall pregnant and did not return to school during the pandemic or fell pregnant and didn't return to school during the pandemic early pregnancy and motherhood forces many girls to drop out of school traps many in a cycle of poverty dependent on public assistance and leaves many stigmatized by society. So our next guest supports uh, pregnant teenagers and their newborns with the vision to ensure the soon-to-be new mothers complete their basic education. Salome Tadford joins us, founder of Kids in Distress South Africa. Thank you so much, Salome, for your time. How are you? I'm very good this morning. What, you. I'm good, thank you so much. I mean, what made you start this, uh, Kids in Distress, South Africa, trying to help these uh, pregnant teenagers at least complete their basic education?
1: Well, it, what made me start it is, is I had a vision. because something like that happened to me when I was a youngster, from about eight years of age. And in that result, I got pregnant twice, from the age of 12 to 14. mm
0: mm-hmm. And obviously at the time you needed support and didn't get it.
1: That is exactly the point, yes. I did need the support and there was nobody I could talk to. There was nobody that was available to give me answers, you know, what can I do? My parents was not, uh, uh, they did not go to the authorities and say, look, well, this happened to my daughter, Uh, how do we go about doing something about it?
0: So, I mean, I don't know how much you, as far as you're willing to share in terms of your personal story, but we know that teenage pregnancies are not necessarily as a result of uh, consensual sex. There is gender-based violence. There's rape amongst uh, our young girls also.
1: Yes, that, that's exactly the, uh, the why I started what I started is because it happened to me. I was raped twice, and um, both times it resulted in me falling pregnant. And then... Um, you know, I was, uh, in, in, with, with the result, I was stigmatized and I was taken out of society and I didn't have any friends. And it's it's just, it's, it's difficult because mm. these these kids, they don't know how to handle it. I don't know how to handle it. And um, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, yo, but um, the, the, these, some of these kids know what they're doing. No, they don't. No. From, from 10 years up to... I would say about 16, even 18, you don't know what you're doing. Um, you might think you know what, he, what you're doing, but it's you don't. You don't know what the consequences are of having a child uh, when you're that age. You don't know how to be a mother. You don't know how to um, treat your, uh, your, the, the, the things that are happening to you. And, mm. and uh, our society is our, our men. We need to educate them as well because they are ruining these girls' lives. And and, and, then, and that's the uh,
0: thing. I mean, we, we're saying that because, uh, you know, I, it's not just an issue that is isolated. This happens, and it's Mm-mm. not new, as Mm-mm. we're saying. But we are still stigmatizing these young girls, these teenage girls, for being pregnant, and then forgetting the boys that got involved in the act. Yes, that
1: is, that is exactly true. Look, it's not always a, a, a boy that is, almost the same age,
0: yeah, so mostly and, yeah. the,
1: older, the older people that are, the older guys that are doing it. And the thing is, is we, we need to, uh, let me put it this way, we, we need to educate our girls today in school. Um, our schools have watered down how they are approaching the girls and telling them the dangers of what can happen. You know, in, uh, when, uh, when, when my kids went to school, they were told, you know, if you do this and if you do that, you will get pregnant. Nowadays, they've taken that out of school. They don't um, tell the kids that anymore. So if the kid doesn't hear it from, from his mom or, or uh, well, a parent, they're not going to know. And then they, mm. they're not going to know how to handle the situation. And then also, if, if our older people are educated in how they are... Um, ruining these girls' lives, maybe then we will have our our pregnancies lower. And they also need to be um, taken to task. The relevant uh, people have to be involved. Like if a, a child goes to a doctor and the doctor finds out the child is pregnant, she's underage, they need to phone the authorities and say, look, we need to do something. I've got a young girl here. She's pregnant. Um, Who are we going to contact to get to see how we can handle this? If she needs to be taken out of her her home environment or maybe she's staying with uh, friends or maybe she's staying with other family members. We need to find out who's the person that has done this and they need to be, um, putting it bluntly, need to be arrested and uh, courses have to be taken to have it... uh, um, properly
0: done see i'm that neighbor that will you know step in and you know sometimes we say let's mind our own business i think i do the opposite of that case in point mm-hmm. is an issue that i'm thinking of and reminded of now where i was fighting mm-hmm. with a, a neighbor who was a male who had a bride mm-hmm. and a party at his place obviously there were out uh, there was alcohol i could see from the time that i just uh, you know drove into my parking lot to now mm-hmm. walk into my my uh, unit And he had invited a few young girls there because I know most of the parents in the complex and the ages of these girls, I knew they were Uh underage and they had no business being there drinking. Mm. And uh, it was a whole fight between me and him asking, you know, why are these girls here? But what is Mm. the role of the community? and neighbours that we should be playing. I mean, especially when we look at how we live in cities, we are now exposed to being in one space and we see these things, but we don't do anything about them. Uh, Well, eventually Mm -hmm. I got those girls removed from that uh, bribe with alcohol, but what is the responsibility Mm -hmm. of our uh, communities over and above the teachers and parents? You see, I would say our
1: communities lead by example. I would ask our community to lead by example. And children also, they, they act according to what they see adults do. Mm. You know, if, if, if uh, um, you let's use use a, a simple argument: if if they see their parents are fighting, and are uh, being dysfunctional, and are drinking, and being, um, you know, doing things they're not supposed to do, they eventually they can actually start doing that themselves as well um, when they get older. So then, they're actually going to uh, portray that onto their children. And my opinion is, is we, we should um, start with our parents and also with the people that are looking after the children. You know, mm-hmm. in, in, in some cases, we have people, we have young girls that are being looked after by uh, family, friends, or aunties and uncles and grandpas and grandmothers. And you know, they they are the examples that that they need to show these children that what is right and what is wrong and they are, unfortunately they are not doing it and then also our, our school systems are not doing that as well um, we, we need them to also if, if a kid starts our kids kids start at school when they start when they are seven and they should be in school until they're about 16 and then a lot of these schools just stop going to school mm. and nobody is asking questions. Why isn't he going to school? Yeah. Um, our, our, our school uh, leaders that we have, in uh, principals and teachers, who go, okay, why isn't he keeping in school for a few days? Um, we should go and find out. Yeah. Maybe there's something wrong. Maybe it's something serious. Maybe it's not. We don't know. But until somebody um, doesn't investigate, we're not going to know. And absolutely, then lot
0: absolutely, we should investigate and speak up and ask questions. And uh, you'll deal yeah. with whatever the parent judges you for at a later mm-hmm. stage if they say mm-hmm. you were supposed to mind your own business. Rather, yeah. deal with that after having spoken up. I, I absolutely agree. Your programs yeah. uh, there, uh, Salome, at uh, Kids of Distress South Africa, mm-hmm. what are the programs and how do people connect with you? Well,
1: look, the program is mainly to help these young girls get back into school. After obviously after they've had their baby, um, if they've been out to school for a few months, because they normally... Then I want to go back to a traditional um, school because they know they're going to be um, stigmatized and people are going to treat them differently. So ultimately, you know, my vision is to be able to open a school for these children. Hmm. But at the moment, I don't have the funds. Everything I do... I uh, um, me and my husband are funding ourselves. So, you know, my ideal is to open a school where they can come, they can feel encouraged, they, they can bring their baby with, the baby will be looked after. So they don't have to worry about, you know, um, I'm leaving my baby with something, somebody that I don't know and I don't know what's what's going to happen to it. You know, it's, it's not just teen pregnancy that... Um, teenagers that are being raised. But we, have, we also have young, younger kids that are being
0: raised. Mm. It's just shocking. Um, what, it shocking. What are your details that we can connect with you on uh, for those who need assistance and also those who want to fund? And we uh, welcome that as well. We just encourage anyone listening to come forward mm-hmm. with donations.
1: Yeah, Look, we, we need donations. And then uh, just a quick one. We are actually today, we've got thirty maternity packs which consist of just a few things that the mom's going to need and a nice little baby outfit, a blanket, some uh, sanitary pads for the mom and some soap and, you know, Mm. just so that she feels good when she actually goes out out of hospital. If she doesn't have, because we go to our local clinics and we give these little packs out. Mm. It's not big, but it's something that actually helps. So, you know, as I said, this is we are here to to help
0: in yeah, your contact and as
1: much as possible. Our contact details, uh, which would be www.kidsa.org.za. kidsa um, dot I'm giving you this because I don't want to make it too complicated. So they just go to www.kidsa.org.za, and they'll find all the information that they need or um, the relevant uh, help that they want so that we can uh, try and see if we can, you know, help them, Mm. get them back into society and get them back into their schooling so that they have a future.
0: Yes, and absolutely, cool. we are encouraging donations. Please mm. do come forward, and also encouraging those of us who are community members as well as parents. Not just look at our own children, but speak up yeah. and speak out when you see something that's unbecoming around uh, happening in your space. Thank you so much, Salome, yeah. and I mean, we we really applaud you for what you are doing.
1: Well, I'm just trying my best, you know. If I can just have one goal to break the cycle, then I've achieved what I wanted to. Mm.
0: Thanks again for your time. Happy Tuesday. Well, thanks for calling me, and I hope it helps some, somebody out there. It will, definitely. www.kidsa.org.za That is uh, Salome Tadford, founder of Kids in Distress, South Africa. Let's take a short break. We'll get into talking agriculture here on Sound Awake.